circuit. The process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count-off. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. From the ashes of the Datafight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. Welcome, one and all, uh, wrestling fans, to Ring of Tyranny 13, New Authority. I am, of course, your host, Alan Johns, uh, ex-emperor of the Datafy Media Empire, which some might call a conspiracy theorizing uh, show that grew into a large community uh, we would call Truth Tellers. It was a truth-telling community that was invaded by a space alien who disguised himself as a skinhead and broke it all apart. And he stole my voice for two years, and now I'm back! But I don't want to talk about truth-telling anymore. There's not going to be, as I said last episode, any truth-telling here. Uh, this is a truth-telling free zone, and I just wanted to return to broadcasting. I got it in my blood. I've got it in my bones. I'm a born broadcaster, so I decided to come back, and uh, my wife and I decided to be okay to discuss the one other thing that I care about in this life other than truth-telling. And that is professional wrestling. Uh, specifically WWE mostly, though we will be reviewing uh, the MLW Fusion uh, live episode from Miami that aired last Friday. Anyway, uh, this has been uh, sort of a strange week in wrestling. I can't say that I actually paid attention to a lot of the programming itself. Um, the introduction with the McMahons on Raw was a little off-putting, to say the least, and we'll get to that in the show. Uh, when you hear the noises, uh, as we've warned in the past, the noises... Uh, some kind of sound effects. Uh, the producer of this show, Bernie Presido, and I were very pleased to listen back uh, to Ring of Tyranny 12 and find that Skinner's uh, laughter that he's been graffitiing with uh, mind waves uh, or some kind of technology that out outdoes whatever we have here on Earth. I mean, uh, he was a space alien that was able to contact us, and as far as we know, we haven't been able to do the same um, from the other side of the coin. Anyway, uh, his space laughter is getting uh, fought back against by our sound effects, and, and the producer of the show, Bernie Presido, and I were very pleased to hear Ring of Tyranny 12 and find that the sound effects were doing their job and blocking Skinner out of interfering with our show. So, 
Anyway, let's move on. Uh, this has been quite a week in wrestling. We watched TLC on Sunday. I'm sorry I'm catching up with you a little late here, Saturday night. Uh, but maybe you've listened to all the other wrestling podcasts and you want to give this one a chance. Uh, you Maybe you're on a break. Uh, like me, I'm giving myself a break. Uh, really, I've just been helping uh, with some of the operations on my daughter's organic farming uh, operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific, but that's been my job. And, um, you know, it's a job. I do it well if I have to do it, but it's part-time work. And, uh, you know, we might be starting a Patreon here to help fight against the space alien invasion and uh, general uh, funding of uh, this recording operation. Anyway, let's change things up a little bit. Uh, this is Ring of Tyranny 13, New Authority. And uh, we're going to uh, mix it up. We're going to toss it over to our producer, Bernie Brasito. He's got a movie review for you in this new segment uh, entitled Bernie's Flick Picks. Uh, so enjoy this new episode of the new segment of Bernie's Pick Flicks. Thanks, Alan. And welcome, everyone, to uh, the newest installment of Bernie's Pick Flicks. Uh, this week on the segment, we're going to be reviewing the Peter Jackson 2005-2007, maybe a little later movie, The Lovely Bones. Uh, I watched this on Pluto TV. If you don't, if you haven't experienced Pluto TV, let me tell you, uh, you can download it if you have like a Roku or Google Google Stick. Download uh, this Pluto TV app. It's kind of cable. It's like alternate universe cable. And a lot of the channels are just internet streaming sites, a lot of skate fail videos, a lot of cat and uh, dog cute videos. And then there's a bunch of movie channels where I guess the studios are trying to exercise their uh, property and get the word out. There's plenty of good movies. A Shout Factory, a 24-hour channel. Unsolved Mysteries, 24-hour channel. There's a Gordon Ramsay, 24-hour channel. And a Mystery Science Theater, 3,000, 24-hour channel. I mean, Regular cable uh, just isn't as good. And now there's commercials all over it, but it's still unedited. The only place you can see Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares unedited. Anyway, we saw The Lovely Bones unedited. And I'm going to have to give this movie my worst grade. Really, the only uh, reason I'm reviewing it on the show this week is to warn you about watching The Lovely Bones ever. If it's a Sunday afternoon especially, it will ruin your day. Um, it is really intense. Stanley Tucci is really scary. And it's this big buildup uh, to a payoff that does not happen. Instead, something really strange happens. And I don't really even want to recreate it here. I just want to warn you, never ever watch Peter Jackson's The Lovely Bones. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I did want to add that we're also very happy with the sound effects. Uh, we've been able to block Skinner's laughter like I've never personally met Skinner, but um, him putting his laughter on the show is kind of disheartening when we work so hard on it. Back to you, Alan. Uh, thanks, Bernie, for that review of Peter Jackson's uh, The Lovely Bones. I have seen the film. Uh, whenever it first came out on DVD, we rented it. And, uh, yeah, I think you're on to something there. I don't really think that's a movie uh, people should watch. Uh, it was very intense uh, about the murder of a little girl, uh, which is not something I think should be taken lightly. It's done very stylish. It shows her in heaven. It's very confusing at the end because the mystery is about to be solved and the bad guy is about to be caught, but instead the ghost possesses 
Ah, different girl that she didn't know just to kiss her boyfriend one more... Yeah, it's very strange. I don't recommend watching it. It put me in a dark place. Uh, funny enough, the only uh, movie post-fear that I think Mark Wahlberg is really great in. But anyway, uh, let's... Uh, on to this week in wrestling. So, oh, TLC was this past uh, Sunday, and uh, I had a good time watching it. I gotta say, I uh, thought most of the matches were pretty entertaining. I actually enjoyed the AJ Styles-Daniel Bryan match. Uh, match of the night was Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. If you've been listening to the show, uh, their match at Money in the Bank, I also was very surprised with, uh, was very impressed with, as I, as I was with this match. I, I think I liked this match because it's almost a pure form of wrestling. It, even though Rousey is kind of so forward uh, in thinking with her moves. Uh, this match, um, Nia Jax the Giant versus Ronda Rousey uh, the Hero uh, was just really entertaining to watch, and they put on a great match. Uh, Nia, uh, Ronda Rousey kissed Nia Jax's uh, facebreaker fist before putting it in an arm lock to get the win, and I and I laughed at that. Uh, and then, of course, Rousey interfered in the final match of the night, which I thought was pretty good, even though they missed a couple spots there. Charlotte kind of just got the lip of the table, which was strange. Uh, the bear didn't fully break when Charlotte speared Asuka, and they kind of rolled off each other. Uh, but Rousey knocking uh, Becky and Charlotte out of their chance. Rousey came in and interfered by pushing the ladder with uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair on it over, and they uh, fell out of the ring, and uh, uh, Asuka seized her opportunity, set up the ladder, and grabbed the belt. So we did predict that correctly. I think if you go back and listen, um, we predicted... About 90% of these matches, I predicted about 90% of these matches correctly. I don't believe Bernie is watching the product, though I am trying to convince him since he's producing a wrestling podcast. I mean, it might be a good idea to get familiar with the product upon which your podcast that you're producing uh, is the subject. Anyway, uh, out of TLC, uh, not a lot of championships changed hands. Not a lot of things happened. There were some fun matches to watch. The Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match uh, for the Intercontinental Belt, even though Dean Ambrose won the belt, uh, was a little disappointing. Got along. And then on Raw, uh, the McMahons come out, and they say that they're sorry for the product. They say that we are now the authority. You, uh, meaning we, are now the the fans, I guess. Uh, I found this quite patronizing, uh, the four of them. I don't know if this is like Bruce Pritchard uh, says on his podcast that Vance just sees himself as a bad guy and doesn't see how he's the heel. I thought this was a very patronizing promo. Uh, Todd, they're kind of just telling us they're the best. Uh, they blamed everything on Baron Corbin, who is, of course, a fictional character of their creation. And they had five guys in uh, American flag colors beat him up a night after TLC where they already beat him up. And they promised huge changes. This Raw started out like every other Raw of the past month with someone getting the crap beat out of them by everyone, uh, by a bunch of people on the roster at least. Uh, this night being Baron Corbin, I don't think this worked at all because I kind of uh, sympathize with Baron Corbin here. I mean, Barry Corbin, yeah, he trolled uh, the roster, true, uh, but 
they're kind of scapegoating him here. I mean, uh, 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 Kurt Angle came out unshaven like from his TNA days, and I got the I got the wellies. I gotta tell you, uh, Kurt Angle from his TNA days, when he was bad, uh, the Mafia. What, what, what was that called? Uh, the TNA wrestling. Uh, anyway, not Three Six Mafia. That's some rap song thing. Anyway, Kurt Angle came out all unshaven. And I thought it was a bad guy. I thought this was a heel turn. I thought this was like the Imperial Army in Star Wars establishing its dominance and saying, don't even try to um, question our authority again. You are the fans. Just know that and shut up. That's how I saw it. Uh, you know, the McMahons didn't look like heroes to me. They didn't inspire confidence in me. I saw a bunch of jackboot thugs. They were acting like jackboot thugs. And if you want to ask... Well, Alan Johns, you done picked yourself an intergalactic battle, haven't you? Even if you didn't mean to pick it, even if you didn't mean to start it, well, it's on, brother, because this is Skinner coming to you from outer space, beyond the reaches of your imagination and into your ears. I'm coming back, baby. You've been uh, covering this wrestling. It's kind of like a thing we have on, on my home planet called Nookie. But it's not as intense as Nookie, and of course, does not have the Nookie death rules that we love so much on my home planet, Alan Johns. You want to issue a challenge? Well, I'm going to issue a challenge to you. Try to look on the bright side. Try to see the good things about Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yeah, I've been listening. I've been listening to your podcast, and I've been, uh, you know, making my own mind about it as I go. Yeah, I may not have that form that you're so familiar with anymore, so you might want to quit mentioning it on your show. I like this accent, though, and that's why I decided to keep it. But I'm contacting you, of course, your, uh, NASA and other space agencies ain't quite developed technology to contact an alien being such as myself but i want you to know we're listening here on my home planet and we're laughing about how it's a little bit weaker than nookie but honestly we're getting a little roped in as well the new daniel bryan the shake up the firing of page as general manager the beating of baron corbin out of the position of general manager alan jones I think you're doing a good job on this podcast. So I don't know if this is what you would call on your planet an Earth promo. And I don't know if this is what you would call on your planet an Earth cutting it on you. But I do know that I am... I I am... I just want to say that I'm enjoying the show, so keep up the good work, brother. And so that was our SmackDown review, um, you know, more of the same, blaming fictitious characters that you created for your shortcomings. Uh, yeah, so where is this, where exactly do we think this can go? I mean, it can go a multitude of ways, it can go this way, it can go that way, I don't know. The uh, Wade Kellers and Dave Meltzers of the world would like to see more serious. Ma- I don't. I don't even know what that means. So if if they're going to give it to the fans, does that mean the fans that have stuck around? Because those are not the fans that you want to listen to. They're they're talking about um, putting on like that. The, the WWE is known for entertainment. 
Uh, Bobby Lashley grabbing his butt. Yeah, that's pretty entertaining. But maybe, maybe you could do better if you just, I don't know, opened up to it. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I watched NXT this week. Good episode of NXT. Uh, started with Dakota Kai and Io Shirai uh, going up against, uh, what's it, Jessamine Duke and uh, uh, Shafir. Um, pretty good match. I'm glad uh, Duke and Shafir did not win because I do not think they deserve to win. I just think that they deserve to show what they've got and dig out of the trenches like the, the rest of the NXT roster has had to. Johnny Gargano and Ciampa are stars. The Velveteen Dream are stars. Uh, and again, there was that promise, that uh, Christmas giveaway of NXT call-ups, Heavy Machinery, I'm of the camp that thinks Heavy Machinery will do great on the main roster. It's kind of like a too cool. It's kind of like a B team. Uh, everyone everyone will have a good time with Dozovich. You got you to be kidding. You don't think Dozovich is going to get over on the main roster? Well, what are what are you watching for? What are, Where do you think this is going to go? It must be interesting to watch this through your eyes and see everything happen uh, just right in front of your nose, just an inch away. Anyway, Dozovich is getting over. Don't worry about it. Lacey Evans will be on the roster. She'll uh, do okay, I, I think. Lars Sullivan, the freak, will lurk around on the roster. And um, I'm sure it'll all work out anyway. Uh, heavy Machinery is not going to SmackDown or Raw. We don't know yet. But I think there may be some extra call-ups because uh, NXT has some new stars, uh, some new uh, sheriffs in town. Uh, we had uh, Djokovic. Is that how you say it? Djokovic. He is uh, incredible. So watch out for this guy. He won his match versus Mikey, Mickey. I, I don't even know. Um, and, of course, um, Heavy Machinery went over on those jobbers, and that was uh, fun to watch, as always. Stakes and weights, right? So uh, there was the Steel Cage match. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. And it was fantastic. It was a fantastic match. I, I, you know, you have the McMahons coming out on Raw and SmackDown and promising that they're going to make these big changes, blah, 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 blah. Well, the thing WWE has done wrong this entire time is not be consistent. And the way to be consistent is to live within the old confines of traditional wrestling. So a steel cage match where you can go to the door and someone opens the door and you can get out of the cage, that should not be a way to win the steel cage match just keep it simple keep it going over the top of the cage two feet touching the ground why couldn't they do it did they need to vince needed a trademark some different form of cage match this is the problem with wwe you need to keep it consistent you need to quit pooping on the rules with lucha house party rules or whatever the new day is i guess is what that's a reference to May, or at least make a storyline out of someone trying to keep it consistent. I, how do you not see how inconsistent all of that is? Anyway, I think that WWE just needs consistency. And then we'll be right back on the right track. 205 Live, pretty entertaining this week. A lot of people don't like the storylines on 205 Live. I like the storylines on 205 Live. I think they're fine. I like the roster. I think they can be integrated into an hour of Raw so it's not so boring. Instead of having this uh, extra show, just have them all on Raw. Like Leo Rush. Leo Rush was on the show against a guy that he was uh, just scheduled to beat the crap out of, and that's exactly what he did. He got married this weekend, so uh, congratulations, Leo, from here, uh, from us here at the Ring of Tyranny, the Ring of Tyranny crew. Uh, Hideo Itami went up against Noam Dwar. This was a pretty great match. Uh, there was some Aria Divari interference, and I gotta say, 
Arya Davari, Rising Star. Look out for this guy. It's fun to watch. Kendrick uh, and Tizalo came out to battle Drew Gulak and uh, uh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher. This was a pretty great match. There were some crazy spots. Jennifer, Gentleman Jack Gallagher drop kicked. Uh, I believe it was Brian Kendrick sitting on a chair. Maybe it was Tizalo, but Brian Kendrick came out and looked like a different person. He looked like Emil Hirsch or something. He had blonde hair, no beard, no black, um, and he looked about 15 years younger, and I thought it was weird. Um, but they won their match, and it was a great match. Uh, I think this episode was worth watching if you like wrestling. And the last thing we're going to talk about here um, is MLW Fusion, which came live from Miami. Uh, pretty great episode, guys. So MLW Fusion, you can watch uh, on the Fight, F-I-T-E app, or you can watch it on their YouTube channel. They post it every Saturday. Uh, this I've watched Ring of Honor, and I watch Impact. I didn't watch Impact this week, but I think MLW Fusion might be the closest I've seen to WCW um, since, and I don't, maybe it's just because Tony Schiavone is doing the commentary, but he's that good. It's it's fun to watch the Hart Foundations there. Uh, Roosh is tearing it up over there. Uh, MJF, uh, I'm instantly hooked on this show, so check it out, MLW Fusion Live. Just put that into your uh, YouTube search, and you'll find it. It's getting off the ground, it's going good. Uh, there was a Fatal 4-Way ladder match for the vacated middleweight championship uh, involving Gringo Loco, the El Hijo de L.A. Park, Coto Brazil, Devisman Xavier from Impact, and there was a wild card entry, Teddy Hart, who came in to win the match. Now, uh, they missed a big spot from Teddy Hart doing a moonsault onto a guy, uh, I can't remember, maybe it was Desmond Xavier, on a ladder draped over the ropes into a ladder, and they missed it. Because uh, there was interference. But anyway, Teddy Hart won the belt, as uh, it should be. Teddy Hart is the wrestler of 2018. If WWD uh, wants to listen to the fans, well, listen to this fan. When I say Teddy Hart should win the Royal Rumble this year, and then your ratings are going to are gonna go out of this world. Anyway, uh, MLW continued. There was DJC versus Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee won. Um, I fell asleep. Honestly, I looked up the results on the internet uh, before uh, recording this. I fell asleep during that match. Uh, then uh, Loki versus Lawler was announced as Super Fight, and the uh, the final match, Roosh versus uh, Rich Swan. Um, pretty brutal match. Roosh El uh, Toro Blanco uh, threw Rich Swan all over the ring for a while, and then Rich Swan eventually got a little bit in. Before uh, El Toro Blanco Roosh destroyed him. Man, Roosh is impressive. He's intense. And uh, I'm a little scared of him. But I guess that's what you're going for when you're when you're in this sports entertainment. Uh, L.A. Park came out after that and messed with Roosh. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoy MLW Fusion. Uh, hour a week. Um, maybe better than NXT uh, at this point. Because I think Velveteen Dream needs to... Anyway... Uh, I have one top ten list, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to get these going because the new year is coming up. So this is the top ten WWE moments for 2018. 
Uh, the first one I have here is the TLC ladder match ending from last uh, Sunday when Ronda Rousey came out, knocked him over, uh, interfered, so Asuka won the belt, upsetting the feud. I thought this was great. This really puts uh, the women's division up uh, in a higher... It's really one of the more interesting storylines going on right now, kind of putting the women's division up in a higher uh, sphere, possibly even over the men's. Uh, Roman Reigns finally winning the belt, uh, the universal title this year. Yes, he had to relinquish it only a couple months later, but he finally won. He should have won it at WrestleMania. He finally beat Brock. Oh, man, it was great to see it finally happen. The Alexa Bliss, ca uh, Bliss cash-in and money in the bank. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, she took the belt from Ra uh, from Jax, I believe, right? And then Ronda took it from uh, Alexa Bliss later. Or, well, maybe I'd have to go back and watch it, but I remember being really into this. Um, uh, the other number two moment I want to mention is kind of a wild card. Uh, that night on Raw where Kevin Owens and Elias got booed for like 10 minutes straight in Seattle after Elias made a Seattle Supersonics joke about the basketball team leaving town. They got booed, and it was like meme, meta, I don't even know. There was a, a Roman Reigns-Bobby Lashley match from earlier in the year, maybe at Money in the Bank. Uh, no, not at Money in the Bank. Maybe at the one before that. Maybe at the Royal Rumble, but there were all kinds of chants from the Chicago crowd booing. I guess that was in April. Maybe it was, uh, anyway, um, that Kevin Owens and Elias getting booed, that's legendary. Watch that again. Legendary like Drake Maverick peeing his pants. Um, and the most iconic moment of the year, I'm going to go with that Becky Lynch bloody nose after Nia Jax punched her in the face before Survivor Series on Raw, challenging Ronda Rousey and evading Raw and just, uh, bloodied up. Raising her arms above the crowd, this put her over. This was a defining moment of 2018, and that is the list. Oh, yeah, uh, I do have an honorable mention there, and that was the hilarious ending to the AJ Styles-Shinsuke Nakamura title match at Backlash after WrestleMania, where they uh, jointly at the simultaneously kicked each other in the groin. And there was a double count out of them holding their balls. If you look on the internet, there is video uh, that goes through it with all the different languages, all the different um, commentary tracks uh, in the different languages. Um, it's quite funny. Check it out, and we'll see you next week. Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BerniePresido at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. And uh, he wants you to keep fighting the good fight.